Hey, 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 everyone. What is up? It is Wednesday, February 21st, and you know what that means. We're here to talk about AEW Dynamite. It's your girl, Denise Salcedo, and I am joined by the Duke of Oakland, Righteous Reg the Third. I was working on that. It didn't come out the way that I wanted it to. Reg, I was thinking about this today. I was thinking about how your name reminded me of like some Duke in London. <laughs> Listen, the name Reginald is from Kings, Denise. So you are onto something here. Yeah, Terrible introduction, it. though. Just awful, God okay, awful. Okay, okay. Get back the in the Duke, Okay, hold on, hold on. Reginald Rain. No, wait. Reginald the Third, <laughs> Duke of Oakland. <laughs> Hey, I tried, man. I tried. Why? why? I don't know why. No one knows why. Hello, everybody. It's your boy, Media Man, Righteous Red, your favorite rapper, your favorite writer, your favorite podcaster. Denise was bored today, obviously, coming up with little bits and things. She was also bored during this TV show. But we are going to uh, talk about AW Dynamite today. How are oh, you, Denise? Oh, man. Well, I'm doing good, honestly. <laughs> and, you know, it's funny because I feel like right from the beginning when we talk about Dynamite, we always kind of let people know how we felt about the show. I thought it was okay. Like there were some things that I was like, okay, this is some good stuff. But I felt like today's show only had like a very handful of items that are really going to give us a lot of meat on this podcast. Yeah, as far as juicy goes, uh, there wasn't a lot to pick off of the bones here. But um, they are, it feels like they maybe got into the build of revolution a little bit too early because it feels like all the stories are kind of established you know what i mean like what more could they add to these things so we're kind of in that waiting around phase and that's kind of what the show felt like today yes exactly but see here's the thing though in the waiting around phase that's where you can get creative that's where we can get some of these like memorable moments and i don't know if we necessarily got that but there were some good there was some good wrestling on today's show that i can't wait to Always. get into but yeah. for the most part i think i kind of came out of today's show so 30 minutes before the show ended i texted you reg and i was like dude something needs to happen on this show in the next 30 minutes mm -hmm. because reg i was sitting here look at my look at everybody look at the headline of this video it's literally Samoa Joe, Hangman Page, Swerve Strickland, and more in action. That is a lame-ass headline. But I sat here, and usually I come up with a bland vanilla headline for the show. Mm -hmm. And then when the show happens, I change the headline, I change the thumbnail to whatever it is that happened on the show. That was like the most buzziest thing. The I sat there, Reg, and I was like, I don't know what to name this video. And then I was going to put... Ric Flair aligns <laughs> with Young Bucks. And then I was like, no one's going to oh, click on that. No one's going to click on that. Yeah, no one has any interest in that at all. Yeah, I don't even know what could be like, even after the whole show's completed, like what could be the headline of the show? And I'm still like. Wardlow's piss, ma meat madness incoming, Ric Flair aligning with Young Bucks. Mm. You see, I actually posted that <laughs> headline. Samoa Joe, Hangman Page, Swerve Strickland, and more in action. And more in action is crazy for a headline. Like, where, <laughs> what are we doing here? This is crazy. Oh, man. Well, we a lot of promos some... in this show. No, we did get some good promos. We got some yeah. good stuff with Christian Cage, which we're going to get into. We got, a, we got a couple of cool items to touch on for today's show, I think. Uh, but we got to get into these Super Chats here. Uh, let's see what you, the people, are talking about, because I feel like that's really going to determine what we really spend a lot of time on and then also determine the headline of the show. We'll Sheldon Jackson is always sending in five DWO memberships. Thank you so much to Sheldon. We got Crazy 101 who says, W Dynamite, hope Madison is okay. Revolution is lit so far. The Revolution card is looking pretty good. Uh, how are you feeling heading into um, the card, Reg? That is the good thing kind of heading out of this and like what I was kind of going along with what I was saying. Revolution is built. We got some fire, fire, super fire matches. Brian Danielson and Eddie Kingston, Kenoste Takeshita against Will Ospreay. Uh, the title match, the, the three-way title match is going to be fire. I think that when it happens, it's going to be insane, Sting's retirement. So like it, we're good there. It just felt like this show, 
needed a little bit more. I don't know what it went, what it is or what it was, but this show didn't feel like the 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 caliber of what we're about to get at Revolution. We got Roberto Arsenal who says things promo tonight was his best in AEW. Daniel Garcia was great tonight and the best in the world will uh and the best in the world. Will Ospreay shows up next week should be good. So, I don't know. I think Sting has had He's had some pretty good promos throughout his time in AEW, like little okay. ones here and there. I don't know if I could say that this one was his best one. I'm probably not remembering something else, but I feel like the one that he did today was obviously very strong and it had some like, you know, some deep stuff that was also involved in it, you know, talking about his father passing away. So that was obviously super deep within that. But I'd even just like the whole production of the actual promo with Darby and Sting, I thought was really freaking cool. Yeah, Denise, uh, I've seen a lot of people echo Roberto's statements here of that's they think it's, if not the best, like one of the best Sting's promos that he'd done, not in just an AEW, like of his entire career. You know, I always say it's the best when it's real. And this promo was real and you can feel it in the emotions. You can't write that, Denise. You can't coach Sting through that. You can't teach anybody that. That's real. That's how you, that's a realest promos you can get and everybody can feel it and everybody's responding the way that you would to something like that we got delayed grads here who says meet 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 and wardlow <laughs> i'm interested in what this match is we'll get into it soon but i've been thinking about it rafael garcia says i missed one episode of dynamite and wardlow cuts a good promo and we get the return of the all-american jack i mean jake hager we did. We did get the return of Jake Hager. Uh, thank you so much to Rafael Garcia. Uh, we got Travis Lindsay here who says, I came for the AEW recap, but stay for the inappropriate conversations. Ooh, <laughs> and us? they just be happening, bro. I know. Like, we never planned for it. We don't talk about it. We're like, let's talk about this. It just, it's just organic. I don't know why. Every time I come out of this podcast, I think to myself, damn it, Denise, you did it again. You revealed too much. <laughs> Shouldn't have said that every time, but you know, it'll never stop. We love our supporters and you know, that's why. Of course, Christopher Marino says meet madness, AEW's only fans pay-per-view. Stop it. Stop it. They're talking about meat, Denise. Listen, we know what the connotations are and they meet be getting slung on OnlyFans for reals. And I'm sure that a lot of people are going to be very excited about again, whatever this match is. Hey, shout out to all the peeps that have felt the madness with the meat. Whoa, hold on a minute. Oh, yeah, I forgot you got, yeah, okay. This is, you know. These oh, I wasn't even, I wasn't even yeah, ready I mean, yet. No, you know, I got I'm, something else planned for that later. I was like, you're getting into it already, Denise? It's pretty early to go into your sponsors. <laughs> no, no. That was just like, it, it was in the mind right now. So I'm like, I got to go with it before I forget it. Got you. I'm all in. I agree. I agree. I still don't understand what your taco post and carnita thing was about earlier, but, you know. We could just Red, you're go. killing me. I'm, look. And if you want to be all in with your meat, <laughs> stop it. The ideas. I didn't coming. do it. You I need did to work it. In advertising. <laughs> stop it. Clear you my head. You talk about meat all night, Denise. I don't know. That's all I'm saying. I know. I know. Okay. Well, you know what? Let's get to it then. Let's talk about this meat madness situation we'll because people are already sending super chats about it. People are talking about Wardlow's promo, so we might as well get to it. All right. So. Wardlow is pissed. That's the big thing out of this, all right? He comes out and he's basically saying how he went from having thousands and thousands of people chanting his name, that he had a rocket on his back, but now that he's essentially been driven to the ground, he goes on to say that he should have been champion and that the people in the back uh, basically dropped the ball and that he hasn't even had a shot and he's pissed about that. Okay. So then he goes on to recall some of the information in which he beat MJF. Okay, cool, because that was like his real, real big moment in AEW. Right. And so he's, you know, talking about, he's beefing with MJF, even though MJF's not there, but that's what he's been doing now for uh, for a good amount of time. He Why are you throwing shade already, Denise? <laughs> I didn't throw shade. Is MJF there? He's, he's beefing with MJF there. and MJF's not even here. Okay, but those are facts. Is MJF there? It's true. It's Answer fact. me a question. Is Wardlow beefing with MJF? Yes. Is MJF there? No. So where are the lies? I detect no lies. <laughs> okay, sorry. Continue. 
Reg, I'm appalled. I detect no lies. Okay. okay. So he faces, basically closes us off by saying that he's the uncrowned king of AEW, and it's time he starts eating like one, and he's been starving, and he's, like, telling people to look at him and that he's tired of eating all of the scraps. No one can stop him. And um, this is no longer wrestling. This is war. There's some good stuff in this promo. Denise, I don't want to say that Wardlow has been listening to our show, but somebody tuned him in at least. Because look, Wardlow, brother, this is all we've been asking for, dude. Just go out there and say, I'm the baddest motherfucker here, and I will kill everybody. I beat your favorites. I've beaten the champion. I've beaten everybody, and I'll beat the current champion. This is all we want. This is the best Wardlow has looked talking or in ring wise in like two years like this is the Wardlow that we all know and we all know that he's in there and we want so I was like yes dude give us more of this why are you standing behind someone while they're talking why are you all mute acting like this like dude come in here with some fire and this was some fire Denise this is exactly what we've been asking for and now we're gonna get this whatever this is meat match I'm like yo yes exactly Put Wardlow in there with the other big giant guys and have them throw haymakers at each other. We're all going to be super entertained. Denise, what's your take on what this match is going to be? So I'm assuming that this is probably going to replace the face of the revolution ladder match. You're right, I'm, you're right. They're just going to call it meat madness. And okay. it's going to be, I'm assuming, because they didn't name all the participants in it. Uh, they only mm. said Wardlow's obviously in it. Uh, it looks like Hobbs is in it. And there hasn't been any other names uh, mentioned just yet. But it sounds to me like it's going to replace face of the revolution, obviously be called meat madness. And I'm assuming whoever wins that gets the number one uh, is the first person to face maybe Swerve. Uh, I'm Swerve Strickland. Sorry, I'm thinking of uh, the AEW World Champion. I'm already clowning on Swerve Strickland <laughs> winning at Revolution. Like, where are you going with this? <laughs> Sorry, in my mind, I already, I already have Swerve like winning you. at Revolution. Mm -hmm. You know, like that's mm -hmm. already in my mind. Uh, but going on to face either Samoa Joe or Hangman yep. Page or Swerve Strickland um, coming off of Revolution. So that's my guess. And what's crazy is like, even though I want like Hobbs to win, because I feel like when you think about like what we already know that meat has been a term that has been thrown around in pro wrestling for the longest time, right? Whenever you got mm -hmm. your big, your big dudes. But I really feel like Miro and uh, Powerhouse Hobbs were the ones that really got the meat chant over specifically in AEW. And so for that reason, I'm like, I kind of want to see that happen. But Ward, I'm sorry, freaking Hobbs won the face of the revolution last time, didn't he? He did. That was the when he yeah. punked out Wardlow. The moment I keep talking about it was from winning that ladder match was at that show that he won the ladder match. And I hope that he does it again, because, yeah, just like you're saying, Denise, when I think of meat. That just sounds crazy. When I think of meat <laughs> in this context of two wrestlers wrestling in the ring, I think of powerhouse Hobbs. I just can we. Hey, I'm not here. To, I'm not here to judge Reg. All right. You got to get your meat intake where you can. Can we talk, call it something else, man? I don't want to be thinking of meat. But yeah, when uh, I think many, of that term. Uh, what do you think? Six competitors? Six men? Denise. And meat madness with six men? What? This is probably going to replace Face of the Revolution. How many people are usually in that? Five, six dudes? I. I'm not telling any lies. Oh, my God. Dude. <laughs> this is disgusting, you guys. This is wrestling. This is professional. Everything is on the line. Oh, I, I don't know. I want Powerhouse Hobbs to win this. You guys are gross. And, Denise, I hate you. <laughs> what is this? Okay. Oh, also, my side question. You said you didn't uh, understand my carnitas tweet. Yeah, what are you? Why are you talking? <laughs> because of meat. I was saying like I was a, like I was taking it as like, a literal <laughs> thing of like I would put a plate of carnitas or whatever your meat of choice is. Uh, you know, instead of the freaking golden ring, you have uh, a plate of meat. You get a, you get a plate of meat and carnitas. Right, because it's yours. meat madness. Mm, I'd have our pastor out there. Yeah, there you go. You see what I mean? That's what I was trying to say with that tweet, by the way. What did you understand?
I just saw meat and I just assumed. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. I was about to say, how was my tweet not self-explanatory? <laughs> my goodness. You know, there's going to be some, wait till they get the graphics. Oh, I can't uh, wait for graphics. It's coming. The meat's coming already. All right. So let's say we got six guys in that. Yeah. Who, who do we get? We got already Wardlow. Mm. We got uh, Hobbs. Yep. Who else do you put in those spots? I'm assuming Miro makes Miro. his return here. Um, Are you expecting uh, Keith Lee at all? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'm not really sure what the details on his situation are. I wouldn't. Maybe Lance Archer. I could Ooh, see him yeah, there. Yeah. Um, Who else do they got that's meaty? Uh, I was going to say, well, oh, you were Brody King. A champion. There you go. Sheldon Mysterio. Oh, yeah. Yep. Brody King. Brody King. Definitely Brody King. Um. How many is that? That's five? That's five. It's usually six, right? Yeah. And there. Oh, someone says the butcher. That could the be butcher, an option. Maybe, maybe, maybe the butcher. Uh, Brian Cage, possibly. I don't think so someone says Satnam Singh, but I don't think he counts as meaty, right? He's just like no, big, just, but he's not yeah, like it's big. Different. It's different. He's just, he's tall. He's tall. Right, right, right. He's right, not right. big. He's not, he's not a meat thrower. <sighs> yeah. Oh, we, yeah, we didn't mention Brian Cage, by the way. That's a big one, obviously. Yeah, Brian Cage could be in there, too. Jesus Christ. He's not a meat thrower. It's a crazy ass thing. I can't. I'm ready for the graphics, AEW. Bring on the meat madness <laughs> graphics. But there you go. So that's what's going to be happening at AEW Revolution. That's one of the newest uh, updates uh, to the card. Uh, let's get into some of these super chats here and see what the people are saying. Um, all right, so we got one here from, sorry, I'm, I'm catching up here and trying to see which where I left off. All right, Travis Lindsay says, I came for the AEW. Oh, I already read that <laughs> shit. All right, oh Christopher Marino God. says, Meat Madness is Read that one too, yep. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> shit. What the hell? I got meat on the brain. All right, Papa Bangles. <laughs> Says, come on, Denise. We had the best line and most accurate of the night. No one gets higher than RVD. Yeah, RVD killed it tonight. I loved it. it a really great promo that they had. Where, what did RVD say? There's none. I heard he had a, something special for me. I'm like, yes. <laughs> really good stuff. Doppelganger 399 oh, says, come for the wrestling, stay for the meat. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Amir F says, thoughts on the hiring of Jennifer at Peppermint? Yeah, so she was, you know, over with WWE for several years. Uh, I believe she was uh, specifically focusing on the women's wrestling over on the SmackDown side of things. Yep. Um, what can I say, man? This is a huge pro for AEW because what's one of the things that gets critiqued the most? Well, their women's wrestling storylines. Now, granted, yep. right now they're doing good with Tony Storm. They've been giving that a whole lot of meat, uh, along with Deanna Perrazzo and what they've been doing there. Uh, so I, I honestly think that this is going to be a benefit for all involved. Yeah, this feels like she was a part of some very important moments in WWE. And I think, uh, you know, having women in a high-ranking uh, position like this is great just for beyond the women's wrestling stuff, just to have a women's voice up there, but she's going to come and help out tremendously. And what, what, what's about to come and what's happening right now in that division, I think this is going to hit really hard and really perfectly for what they need going into 2024. It's a really good hire. Yeah, I agree with that. And you definitely need, I think when it comes like for the women, like we're always talking about like representation, right? And representation mattering and all of that. But when it comes to like the behind the scenes stuff, like yep. you definitely kind of want someone that you feel is there to like kind of vouch for you a little bit. Exactly. It may be, be like, oh, hey, like just kind of reminding people to be like, let's do something different with the women. Let's, let's work, you know, someone that can also communicate with the women's locker room in a different way than a guy can. Um, so I think that this is definitely like, there's so many pros in that. And she's not just like someone that was handed this position. No, like she's no, definitely she had hard. her accolade. She's worked hard. She has the experience. She knows how to work with women's wrestlers and, you know, everybody else involved. So I just feel like overall, it's a good hiring for sure. Definitely. Grapple Geekery says MJF wasn't the only person he said he beat, though. Ooh. But he's gone. He's a, I don't like Phil's not going to like that. They talked about Phil again and there's no resolution. You know what I mean? Like, I'm starting to feel I'm like, why do you guys keep bringing him up? He's never going to be able to, like, say something or fight back. So why? He's moved on. He's on to a right? new lands. Yeah. 
crazy 101 says Ryback confirmed. Also put punk in thumbnail, Denise. <laughs> Ryback wishes he was in that meat match. Like he pray for the next 500 days to be in that. Oh, God. He's going to say they ripped him off, though, for sure, at some point. So. Yeah, he finally unblocked me on Twitter, I think. <laughs> Why did he have you blocked? I don't know. He never blocked you? Oh, yeah, he did. I'd said so, like he did one of those retirement posts again. And I was <laughs> As of like as of like a couple months ago, jokes, I learned dude. that I wasn't blocked by Ryback. I don't know if I still am though. I haven't double checked or anything. So but yeah, he no did idea. have a hell of people blocked. For That's what I'm saying. I was yeah. like, how the hell was I blocked and you weren't blocked? Damn. Yeah. No, I was. I, I remember. I want to be blocked together in all of this. <laughs> I am. I remembered. <laughs> I'm blocked by hell of people, Denise. It's different over here. Are you really? Yeah. I mean. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Some people don't like us, Denise. I don't know what we do to them. <laughs> We talk about cheese and shit. That's true. That's All true. right. <laughs> Let's see what we got here. Um, Crazy. Oh, can you imagine if I put Sam Punk in the thumbnail, though? Everybody would be so Whoa, mad at me for the clickbait yeah. thing. Oh, no. You don't want that. You yeah. Want that. that clickbait shit is corny, too. Yeah. Crazy 101 says, RB should sponsor the meat match. Yo, Tony, get on those phone calls. Be getting Arby's to, like... Yeah. Now, now, somebody definitely needs to at least send out an email like, hey, we're having this thing. Like, maybe we could collab at minimum. Yeah, for real. So, Draven D says Goldberg versus Wardlow. <gasps> what if they bring in Goldberg? Reg. Reg. It can happen. What's I can see it. wrong with y'all? Why? It's <laughs> the issue is it's a big issue. I'll just say that. <laughs> Bring in Goldberg. I'm here for the magic. No, honestly, I'm here for the chaos. At this point, we're having fun outside. Goldberg coming in, spearing and jackhammer and people would be really funny and fun. I don't you know. You see what I mean? Let's long go. as he's not winning no championships. Like he's not beating nobody. If we just hear Goldberg's acting beating what people. What if up, he spears war what if Wardlow is literally about to win the freaking little piggy on the top or something? And all of a sudden they have freaking Goldberg come in and just spear him. And then he gets a little piggy on the top and he wins the match. And see, then this leads to Goldberg and Wardlow. If Wardlow gets to beat his ass, like if Wardlow gets to squash him essentially, I'm in, but they're not gonna let Goldberg uh, Wardlow squash him. Man, all right, here we go. Sheldon Jackson says, Reg, after all that meat talk, didn't Riley from the Boondocks teach you to say pause after certain comments? Listen, I don't condone. I'm trying to stay away from pausery because that's disrespectful. So if it is what it is, it is what it is, all right? Pausery. Pausery, yeah. Pausery, okay. <laughs> is that when people just, like, say pause? Yeah, because it's supposed to be, like, uh, essentially, it's like the new no homo, and I don't believe in no homo. That's not, that's rude to homosexual people so oh i'm learning all of this like when you say when right you, it's, it's essentially like oh i said a comment that people would deem gay so i say pause and i don't care oh okay okay well thank you for educating that's me that's just a lesson i didn't know what that meant yes. mm -hmm. i was like okay you want to pause the conversation okay no. <laughs> <laughs> i was like what's happening here no oh man i need to get like on different parts of twitter man yeah you do i know <laughs> i know but also, no, you don't. My Twitter feed, guys, it's all Taylor Swift stuff and pro wrestling. It's nothing else but that. I'm so, uh, I'm, uh, what's up with Taylor Swift? Why she's out everywhere, Denise? I know you're a big Swifty, but like, does she got to be on everything? You want to know why she's on everything, Reg? Because the woman is a draw. She makes people oh money. God, here we go. Money, Reg. If she appeared on AEW tomorrow, psh, can you imagine them views? <laughs> all right. Okay. The Fed yeah, is yeah. In the mud. All right. All if right. Taylor Swift appears in AEW, the Fed is in the mud. Yeah. Okay. All right. We get it. All right. Mm. All right. Well, let's press on. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love Taylor Swift. Swifties don't come for me. She's great. Yeah, they would end you, Reg. Like, it would so be bad. Fast. So it would fast. be bad. And I would join. I would join. Yeah, I know like, you would. You know what? He had it coming. <laughs> no, honestly, I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Let's go ahead and get into some other topics here. Uh, I want to dive into the Ric Flair stuff. So let's get right to it. So Ric Flair comes out, and he comes out in his big fancy car, and uh, he 
goes, uh, he finds Renee Paquette. She's there in the hallway and she gets him for an interview. Now, I only heard a few of the words that were said during this. <laughs> I had to rewind to make sure I did not misunderstand. But Ric Flair basically said that he was upset that he had, uh, he thought he had signed up for something more and he thought he was going to be part of this like bigger picture, uh, that he was going to be more involved. And so now he is exploring other options and he goes and he knocks on a door and the people that open the door are Matthew and Nicholas Jackson, the young bucks. What did you think of this Reg? There was two moments in the show, Denise, where I was like, huh? When they when they zoomed from Ric Flair's feet to his face, and I was like, why, why do who wants this? And then when, no disrespect, when Jake Hager made the save, I was like, who cares about this? And people say I'm mean. What? <laughs> Listen, I love everybody, but like, yo, like the we were getting we were at a great place with this, Denise. Ric Flair, I mean not Ric Flair, Sting cut one of people's favorite promos today. Uh the beatdown of his kids, the young bucks with the suits. Did Ric Flair need to be here? No. Did is he needed for like was it we like we need heat on Ric Flair at this point? No, I feel that this is actually to add heat on the Young Bucks uh, uh, because of their character. That's the way I'm yeah. seeing this. I'm seeing this as Ric Flair. And this is the only thing like, I know right. that, you know, it's 2024. You can only get so much from Ric Flair right now. But the way that I'm seeing this is that he's supposed to add heat to Matthew and Nicholas because they're supposed to be, you know, their characters are supposed to be what everybody that hates them online thinks of them. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I feel like them partnering somehow with Ric Flair, I guess, adds to that. I, I don't know. That's how I saw this. You're right on the money, Denise. Exactly what it, it's like the because online Ric Flair has this kind of heat. It's not like on the surface, like because there's still a contingent of fans that don't discuss or participate in that. But there's a contingent of online fans that are like, Ric Flair, he's this. Why are you guys putting him on TV? A bunch of people tell Tony Khan all the time to fire Ric Flair. And this is leaning into that. It actually makes a lot more sense. I'm like, why did they add Ric Flair? But them having Ric Flair is going to get them more heat. Yeah, but it was kind of funny, too, because I was thinking about this, right? And sometimes I think about things a little too literal. Ric Flair came in as a gift, yeah. right? Like, he was supposed to be a gift, to sting that's the way that it was presented and everybody was like oh tony khan really gifted a man okay that's where <laughs> we're at with this he gifted a man yeah. um with him saying that he was expecting more it kind of doesn't make sense because <laughs> what were gift. you expecting dude like you're the gift what are you expecting you're the gift you know what i thought this reminded me of parents everywhere of your parents you can probably relate to this have you as a parent ever splurged on like a toy or something for your kid because you knew your kid was going to love it? Maybe your kid begged for it or whatever, right? You splurge on this toy, you gift them the toy and the kids, they only played with it for like five minutes and never looked at that toy again. Christmas. That, my friends, was what we Rick got Flair. in this storyline. Tony Khan was the parent that gifted Ric Flair. Sting played with him for five minutes and it was done. <laughs> Ric Flair was over there under the tree still like, hey, somebody play with me. Today he came out and said, hey, nobody's playing with me. Like, I expected more. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So technically, it kind of doesn't make sense. He was a gift. So technically, <laughs> his purpose was technically just to be at Revolution alongside Sting. That's it. Yeah, his, uh, his expectations were different than that. But what they set us up for was, at Revolution, Sting's going to be there, too, because that's how you end it. But Ric Flair is like, no, I expected to be here for the whole show, like alongside Sting. So it actually kind of makes sense. But I still think we're going to land that nobody really wants to see Ric Flair on the show. So, I mean, that's where we're at with all of this um, in terms of this partnership, which are probably going to be seen from now until Revolution. So that gives us a couple of weeks. 
How are you feeling about um, actually having to see the Young Bucks and Ric Flair? What can be done there exactly? Do you have anything in mind? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they're going to figure something out creatively because the Young Bucks, it's it, they, they're going to figure out a way for it to make sense. I just don't know if I'm ever going to be interested in it is where I'm landing with it. Because, like, it's not after the Sting promo, the match, the the match that I know that they're gonna have after the Darby promo. I'm like, you guys already did it. I don't need Ric Flair to enhance this at all. Like, if he's gonna be at Revolution, like that makes sense because uh, that you know, of course he is. But this is this is I don't know what this is. It's funny because I remember when he came out as a gift, everybody was like, he's gonna turn on, he's gonna turn on Sting, and just like a matter of moments and a matter right. of moments, and it really did happen. Like everybody saw it coming. So there yeah. it is, we're officially getting that. But uh, that's the whole thing with uh, freaking uh, Ric Flair and the Young Bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, we got Sheldon Jackson here who says Denise needs to watch the Boondocks. I have not seen the Boondocks. Uh, it's a good show. Really oh, good it's a show. show. Okay, I thought it was a movie. <laughs> Damn. Oh, it's a show. You know what I was thinking of? Um, this reminded me of uh, Alfalfa. Why did this remind me of Alfalfa? You know, for the freaking rascals, the little rascals. When he was saying the boondocks, my brain literally went to Alfalfa <laughs> and the little rascals. I don't know how you mix these two things up. I don't know. <laughs> I've never seen the boondocks. If you're mixing it up with the, with Little Rascals, you really have never seen it. You don't even know what it is. No, I'm Googling it right now. Okay, it's a TV show. I got it. <laughs> oh, Denise. Well, you, I mean, you can't know what it is because you're always watching those scary freak murder mystery shows. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I did need a new show to watch, so there you go. There you all go. right, so we're definitely mm-hmm. not talking about the Little Rascals here. Not at all, no. All right, well, let's get into the little rascals that actually competed in the main event. (laughs) I'm done. I quit today. You're out of here. Our main event of the day. Let's talk about this now. We got Samoa Joe, Swerve Strickland, Brian Cage taking on Hook, RVD, and Hangman Page. Um, There was a lot of good stuff in this match. Some highlights that I personally enjoyed was seeing Samoa Joe and Hook kind of start this off, given that their match has literally been like my favorite thing we've seen from Samoa Joe in his championship reign as AEW world champ. Mm -hmm. Um, Joe getting him with like all of those body shots was really freaking great. I like seeing all three guys towards the end uh, kind of go at it on their own. That freaking tope that Samoa Joe did to Hangman Adam Page, I was like, damn, bro, like he really gave him the meat, man. He went yeah. full force, full body weight, everything. Um, Hangman power bombing swerve into the commentary table. Samoa Joe eventually gets the win. Uh, I mean, there was a lot to kind of love from this match. I think they definitely delivered here in this main event. Yeah, Denise, the moments with Samoa Joe and Hook just like shot me back to that match. And I was like, man, that match is awesome. But they still have that energy when they're in the ring together. Uh, This is a really fun match. All the elements, seeing RVD, them getting his song, it's just not going to get old at the moment. Uh, So it's hidden. Swerve is super over every time he's in the ring. He's so smooth. Him hitting his spots like he just feels like the next one up uh hangman just being like i don't care about none of this i just want to kill swerve get out of my way like you're either gonna help me kill swerve or i'm gonna beat you up and then i'm gonna kill swerve him power bombing him through the table thought this was all really fun work samoa joe i thought we would get more samoa joe matches on this little journey that we've been having up to revolution so seeing him tonight was awesome because he's just man that the buckshot he ducks it and then hits the power slam i'm like Samoa Joe's power slam is so sick. He's just so fucking good. And I'm still, Denise, at the point of like, Swerve really needs this, I think, at Revolution. I think it's time. But Samoa Joe, uh, every time I see him, I'm like, I don't know. Tonight again, I'm like, dude, every time he was in the ring, he was so awesome. So I don't know where I'm landing again. Yeah, I was going to say the butt is there. I sensed it the minute you said, oh, uh, Swerve's great, but Samoa Joe... Which is good, though, because you don't want a champion just to, like, go and present himself as, like, I know I'm a transitional champion, so no one's going to give a damn. So the fact that we – the fact that the people have gotten behind Swerve so much – 
but still want to see Samoa Joe as champion. I like that because I don't want Samoa Joe to take this line down. He shouldn't just be like, oh, whatever. I'm just a champion for a short amount of time or whatever. And, uh, you know, I'm like not going to do much. Everybody expects me to lose. I'm going to lose. Right, no. yeah, right. Yeah, I'm not right. going to give them what they want. Right, exactly. So the mm -hmm. fact that he's like presenting himself as a champion that should probably be champion, like I wouldn't be surprised if whatever plans they had got changed because of the way Samoa Joe has been, uh, you know, performing. And we still yeah. want to see more matches, though. I'm with you on that one. Dude, Samoa Joe Hook was great. I know, I know, it, I know storyline wise, it wouldn't make sense to do it again. But damn, if they said, do you want it again? I'd say yes. Damn. Right. right. If they just did it like on a random collision before we got there, I'd be all in. Yeah, it's just like there feels like there's more for the Samoa Joe reign. So I'm like still kind of strapped in. But then it's like if Swerve won the title at Revolution, I'd be so happy. Like he deserves it so much. The fans are into it. Like all the moments and elements are there. So it's it's kind of makes sense. This is a good problem to have, I think. You know what I mean? You have a champion that people are super into that's getting hotter by the by the week. And then you have the challenger who hella people want to win and could, if he did lose, I don't think he should, it's not going to be the end of the world. Like, he's, he could win it at the next pay-per-view and it's going to be just as hot. So, I don't know. Yeah, and they've been doing a good job with this story. So I'm trusting the process on this one. It's very rare when I can just like say, I'm going to trust the process. Right. But I do think that they have had a really good reputation when it comes to booking this specific feud between Hangman and Swerve and also now incorporating Samoa Joe into this. So for that reason, I'm like, okay, I'm going to trust what you guys have in store for us. But... Like you said, it's a good problem to have. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So somebody brought up Swerve debuted at Revolution, too. So it's like a full circle yeah. moment. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, all the elements are kind of there. So I don't know. I like that. That's a good that's a good thing to bring up. Thank you so much to Mute Mo. Uh, we got Mike T90K who says RVD wins the AEW title on 420. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a title, not the title. <laughs> Give him a ring of honor belt or something. Who knows? Crazy one one says would be lit if they did face uh, a revolution women's ladder match. Hey, oh, yo. We are talking some good talk here. That is a really good idea. They should think about that. Yeah, I like that. Crazy one one. Not so crazy on that one. That's a good one right there. Um, damn it. I had all these great ideas for my segue. Come on. And Denise. I missed the boat, man. Denise, we Which talked about meat. I know. Do you want me to go the meat direction? Do you want me to go the little rascal direction? Mm, let's go bring it home with meat, I think. You know, it's, it's kind of a theme of the show. Okay, fine. But now I feel bad that I didn't segue right when it happened. Come on. All right. Cheer me on in the chat, guys. Throw in some meat emojis in the chat. So here we go. If you want your meat to make them feel the madness, get Blue Chew code Denise. Are you jobbing now in bed? Do you have dreams of main eventing in the sack? Well, have no fear. Blue Chew is here to help you become the champ. Soon you'll make your baby face come back and get the finish. Blue Chew is the place to go for chewable versions of Sildenafil, Tadalafil, Vardenafil. These ingredients help men achieve stronger, yeah, harder, yeah, and longer lasting erections for sexual activity. Woo! The chewable tablets help fight off all forms of ED, which can include performance anxiety and maintaining an erection long enough for sex. A Blue True subscription includes a free online consultation, 24-7 medical support, a prescription for chewable, sildenafil, tadalafil, vardenafil, if approved, and discreet delivery straight to your door every month, all from the comfort of your own home. At affordable prices, no more in-person doctor visits, no more waiting for appointments, and best of all, no more awkwardness. So what are you waiting for? Head on over to the description box of this video and click on the link and make sure to use the promo code Denise. <laughs> Mike T90K says my dad uses Blue Chew now. My Blue Chew now. Hell yeah, man. Hey, get your dad some more Blue Chew. You yes. know what to do. Promo code Denise. Let's go. Get hard. Wait, is that the, is that the, yeah. the slogan? 
get hard. Well, mm. you know, get up, get hard. Get up, get hard. Yeah, mm. right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> get like, some blue chew. Denise, can I get some a uh, blue chew sample or something? It sounds weird me Ooh. asking you for it. But since you got the sponsorship, like, yeah, I'm go. on the show too. Like, send me yeah. some. I'll try some. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Alexis Pisa Cinema. No. It's cinema, Reg. It's cinema. <laughs> it's not. It's just a short story. <laughs> um, I was going to say something so bad. <laughs> I need to not say the first things that pop into my mind. I'm done. I'm not even going to go there. Johnny Ooh. says, um, Red shoe way better. So is green, white, black. <laughs> Johnny, thank you so much for the super chat. I appreciate that. Oh man, guys. Whew. Everyone wants me to say my joke. Denise, you can't say it and then not say it. I know, but now I'm embarrassed though. Oh, come on. I was going to say, um, because we're talking about samples. cinema. Come on. It's not because I'm old that I want the samples, you guys. <laughs> That's true. That isn't even where I was going. Oh, man. You know what? Keep the damn samples. <laughs> <laughs> now, I was going to say, and if you want to get her or your person chanting cinema oh, at Blue God. Chew. <laughs> hey, Reg, all of a sudden, cinema isn't going to be an issue for you. You're going to be like, yes, say it. It's cinema. It's cinema. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done with this show. I don't what know what is going on here today. I'm supposed to be a professional. You are. Oh my How do god. I... All right. Oh, put your kids to bed. I hope. Don't let them listen to this. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's get into FTR. John Moxley. Mm-hmm. Claudio Castagnoli. The opener of the night. So they went the time limit draw here. And what was it like two weeks ago? We had that Swerve Hangman Page match also go at time limit draw. Definitely yeah. wasn't expecting it to happen so quickly. And then last week they also teased it. A match had almost went to a time limit draw last week. So are you sensing a new a new little trend that AEW is starting to really like? I don't I don't know how I feel about it, Denise. When it happened on the show today, I was like. Uh, because when it, the last time it happened, someone was like, they shouldn't be doing time limit draw so close to when the last one that they did it. And I was like, you guys, but that could happen. But then they did it again. And I was like, all right, maybe I don't know if like that is the route to continue to take in order to build this. Cause like, you don't need that to sell the Blackpool combat club versus FTR feud. Like there's another way to get there. And we just utilized it in a really good way. And this didn't need to happen, I feel. Or am I off? Am I off? No, because when I was watching this, I was thinking like, damn, part of what makes the time limit draws happen is that it's so rare when they do, right? Or at least it was rare. Originally, it was rare. And so when it happens, it's almost supposed to be like that thing that you forget can actually happen in these matchups. So when it does happen, the whole thing is that the match is supposed to sweep you away in right. theory so that you're not thinking of the time because you're just so focused on what's happening in the ring. So when the time limit draw does happen, you're like, oh, shit, damn, he almost had it. Mm-hmm. And that's supposed to feel a little bit more rare. So when they did it with the Swerve Hangman thing, that served a particular purpose because that's how that led to that triple threat match at Revolution. This FTR, John Moxley, Claudio Castagnoli led to um, them basically saying that this match is going to happen at Revolution, but I don't necessarily think that it had to have the time limit draw for us to get this match announced at Revolution. And I will say this, all of the post-match stuff, I loved. I loved the attack. I loved the argument in the back. Um, All of that. And even the match itself was great. It was very fun. I I loved it. Like, freaking uh, Claudio, every time he hits that combo of uppercuts, man, it's like my favorite thing. That was my favorite thing in this match. Mm -hmm. But I feel like it wasn't necessarily needed so close to what's been happening the last couple of weeks in particular that sort of hangman uh time limit draw definitely yeah i thought the match was really good though of course like claudio and john moxley against ftr of course that's what you're gonna get cash wheeler is on fire i know he got some stuff coming up and he's fighting like in wrestling like he do got some coming up 
And so, like, yeah, the match was fire. I thought that maybe they could have did, like, a double count out or, like, a double disqualification. There's other ways to kind of get us here. And, yeah, just I understand why they did it, and it makes sense in context to the last week they did it. It was John Moxley and Dak. So it's like they're playing off that story. But it being so close to the ones we previously got took away from it. Like, if this was isolated and we hadn't seen those two previously, or even the one – if we had just seen the Moxley and Dax one from last week and then this one this week, it would have made a lot of sense and been in a hit hard. But just because we've gotten so many recently, it hasn't hit as hard. And there was the edge in uh, or Adam Copeland and uh, Daniel Garcia. Garcia had something like that, a screwy finish, too. So it's like maybe not so many screwy finishes like these guys were back to my least favorite thing. Nobody could take a pin. Nobody could take a loss. Somebody could take a pin. Somebody could take a loss. Yeah. I'm starting to feel like at least the last couple of weeks that AW has been sort of leaning on that too. So that certain guys don't get pinned. And I don't know how I'm not in love with that. So I hope they don't do that too often. So we'll see what ends up going from here, but I am glad that they added this match um, for revolution. So that was Thank good you. within that. Um, all right. So earlier we were talking about the undisputed kingdom in particular, we were talking about Wardlow and the, the killer promo that he had. Um, but I want to talk about the other members of undisputed kingdom, because we had a match between Mike Bennett and orange Cassidy. And uh, basically during this, they promoted orange Cassidy's crazy schedule, how he's been flying and competing and doing all of this stuff, doing media in the UK wrestling at rev pro, and then coming here to wrestle again. Um, he wins this match against Mike Bennett with the beach break, but afterwards he gets attacked by Matt Taven. And I was thinking during this that in the last like two weeks, I feel like Matt Taven, I'm sorry, uh, Mike, Mike Bennett and Matt Taven have literally benefited the most from this United Undisputed Kingdom situation. Yep, totally. They've been, I'm glad that they've gotten shots because they kind of deserve it. I hope that they emphasize them more being the ROH Tag Team Champion since in this show, they announced that Supercard of Honor is going to be happening WrestleMania weekend. Very excited about that. But, yeah, I think that coming into this, uh, them being revealed as a part of this whole stable, I knew that if them giving the opportunity, they would kill it. And giving them singles matches and long things with Orange Cassidy specifically, I think has benefited a lot. This was another really fun match. Orange Cassidy doesn't need a lot of time on a show like Give him 10 minutes and just let him go. Like, he's going to get the crowd exactly where they need to be, and it's going to be executed every time. Um, how? What's your excitement level for the title match at Revolution, and do you think Roderick Strong is going to beat him? Damn. Do you really want me to give my excitement <laughs> level for it? Yes. Look. Orange Cassidy has great matches with everybody, and Roderick Strong is a really damn good wrestler. So you know what? Actually, my excitement level is not that low. Okay, you look at what? this. It's, you know what? It's a six. Okay, that's not it's bad. It's a six because of what I said. Orange Cassidy doesn't have bad matches, and Roderick Strong is a good wrestler. So it's a six. It, you it's convinced first, yourself. At first, I was going to be like, ah, it's like a one. But I was mainly <laughs> thinking of like the story. The story for me is a one. But the in-ring, the potential in-ring, boosts that up to a six. Uh, it's like a one. It's really funny. It's like a one, bro. <laughs> What's wrong? Why Roderick Strong just does not do it for you, huh, Denise? No, Roderick Strong does do it for me. I Man, don't I know. I Every time you talk Halloween. about him, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't have dressed up for him as, as him for Halloween, Halloween if I didn't like Roderick Strong. I like no, Roderick Strong. No, I don't know, Denise. You don't like nothing he'd be involved in. Well, that's not my fault. <laughs> that's just like the story. <laughs> I think the match will be good. Okay. That's, that works. See, I got hope for it. The match is going to be it. fire. If they're given like 15 minutes, then, you know, Orange Cassidy on pay-per-view is fire. And Roderick Strong is a truly underrated worker. Like, he's been working his character and doing all this stuff in AEW. But like, if they said Roderick Strong, you're going to be the champion. We need you to go to 45 minutes with Brian Danielson. You'd see one of the best matches you ever saw. See everybody's saying like the match is going to be great. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I agree. Mm -hmm. um, all right. So let's talk more about Revolution because we are going to be getting Daniel Garcia versus Christian Cage for the AEW TNT Championship. We had a promo tonight from Daniel Garcia um, and then Christian Cage going out there and bringing up that Daniel Garcia's dad is also, you know, has passed. I didn't know that. So I was like, Me damn. Neither. 
<laughs> I was like, I know where he's going with this. And I'm like, is he going where I think he's going? Yep, he did. Uh, brings up Daniel Garcia's uh, dead father. And um, that's where we're at with this. But, um, you know, they've been giving a lot of equity to Daniel Garcia. He had that match with Adam Copeland. He's getting this big opportunity at Revolution. He was part of the AEW Continental Classic. There's been a lot going down with Daniel Garcia. Um, how are you feeling about his promo work today? And just overall, how he's been doing the last couple of months with AEW. I think this has been, I don't want to say perfect, but damn near as perfect as this could have been going for Daniel Garcia. He was, I talked to Daniel Garcia and like, like visibly upset and, and, and wanting to change his position in the company and to see it like legit in real time of like, I'm at this position, but I want to be at this position. So in every match you see, I'm going to fight hard. I'm going to give everything that I got. In every promo you see, you're going to believe in my character with every word that I say. And every time that I'm put in a position, I'm going to knock it out of, a part, out of the park. He's been doing that in everything that he's been in. He killed it in the Continental Classic. Had a great thing with Adam Copeland. This, to be able to... Christian's promos are so funny, Denise, because we know what he's going to say. We all know where he's leading to. He's going to say your dad's dead. We're, he's walking us through it every time, and it still hits every time. We're still like, don't say it, don't say it. Oh, he said it. You son of a bitch, we all hate you. And it hit just like that. But Daniels Garcia's line of come down here, and I'm going to put you in the ground right next to him. Oh, killed it, destroyed it. I'm like, oh, Daniel Garcia, I want him to win the belt. Like, I think he's going to. He's going to be the AEW world champion one day. And we're seeing like the beginning of that. Like when it happens, we'll have seen his whole journey. And I just think that's so amazing. Somebody taking the ball that they're given and fucking running hard with it. You can't help but cheer that, Denise. And that's what we're seeing here right in front of our eyes. I think we got a little bit of a hot take here that I want to pull up here. This is from Alexis P. And I want to get your thoughts, Reg. Alexis P says, Daniel's uh, Daniel Garcia is legit better than Jack Perry and Sammy Guevara. Dude works hard. Do you agree? Yeah. 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 Totally I mean, if I, if I gotta choose between the three, you know, if I gotta choose between the three, though. I'm picking Danny Garcia. But if yeah. it's like, it depends on what you know. In, in all aspects, I'm picking Danny Garcia. That doesn't take away. I think from Jack Perry or Sammy Guevara, I just think Daniel Garcia is just tremendous. And he's not even at his full potential yet. I really like Sammy. I think that, you know, obviously getting to watch him, he does some crazy spots out there is obviously very fun to watch. Uh, Jack Perry has had some really great moments. Let's not forget that uh, steel cage match that he had with Luchasaurus. I had a really good time watching that as well as his match with Christian Cage uh, when they did the, uh, the casket match. Um, that was good too. So he's they've they've all had some really great moments, and I feel like obviously Daniel Garcia is just starting his particular journey. Versus mm. Sammy and Jack Perry, they've had like more moments within AEW. So it's a little hard for me to say right now, but I do think that Daniel Garcia um, is very well rounded. So he might pretty soon just like completely wipe a lot of people out of the conversation. Yeah, and a lot of people are like, oh, that's a cold take. I think we're saying that it's a hot take because, like, Jack and Sammy are, like, pillars. They're, they they have that whole story of, like, essentially we built this company around the future who being these two guys that are a part of it. So, like, Daniel Garcia wasn't a part of that. He wasn't even supposed to – essentially he wasn't supposed to be in the position that he's in now. So to come from that to not being anybody to being who people want to eventually be world champion, I think, is – why we're saying this we got yodam here who says the problem with sammy is he needs to stay heel agreed yeah i hate yeah. babyface sammy is awful so it's hard that he's fighting against the don Callis family but it's like i don't want to see him as babyface though you so want to know what also i feel hurt sammy well it's the jericho stuff i mean well, going yeah. back and forth to we're friends we're not friends we broke up we're back together Mm -hmm. That just lasted way too long, yeah. way too long. And I think that kind of took a lot of uh, intrigue out of Sammy Guevara because of the, how long that whole story went on and on. And I don't even think it's over. Is it over? 
That's what I was going to say. The issue is going to continue to be, Denise, is every time that Sammy gets in a position, we're going to be expecting Jericho to show up. So it's going to have to be a while where we're like, okay, it's been six months and he's finally away from him to where we really accept it. But every time I see him on a show, I'm now I'm like, oh, Jericho's going to come save him. And I don't want that. So, yeah, so it's a little hard. You can't like I associate them now, you know, together in AEW. So um, that's where we're at with that. Let's get into what happened with uh, the women. Oh, also, I forgot to mention, damn, when we were talking about the Orange Cassidy stuff, freaking Jake Hager. This was it. You mentioned earlier uh, that you didn't like the Jake Hager uh, spot where he ran in to help out Orange Cassidy. I, I wouldn't say didn't like. I was just like, huh? Okay. You know, just clear it okay. up, please. Don't you throw me under the bus. <laughs> okay, but why were you like, huh? Because why? Why? You tell me, Denise, what was this? Oh, somebody said because they were in Oklahoma. Oh, I was going to say something else. I was like, I don't know. They look alike. They have both got beach blonde hair. Yeah, exactly. Like two twins. That's it. That's all I got of it. But yeah, I was like, and then they announced the match. And I'm like, I'm not really that big of a Jake Hager fan, I guess. Nothing against Jake. I think if they still could do something with them, but he has the same Sammy Guevara thing. It's like, every time I think of him, I just think of Chris Jericho. It's the same thing. That's how I feel about, that's how I feel about Jake Hager. That's how I feel about, uh, freaking Matt and Angelo. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about literally everybody that was in jazz. And, Appreciation Society. and that bringing it around full circle is why Daniel Garcia is so great. Cause he got away from that. Shit. I was about to say, Oh yeah, he was in the jazz too. Yep. I forgot that he was in it. There you go. That shows That's how great good. he is. Mm-hmm. You made me for yes. Okay, yeah. you know what? Daniel Garcia just got brownie, extra brownie points on top That's of that. He did it. He made forget you forget that he about Jericho, Denise. That's how good out. the brother is. He broke out, bro. He did mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. All right. We got to talk about the women's stuff because we got two women's matches on AEW Dynamite here tonight. We saw Tony Storm in a squash match where she defeated Sydney Weno, I believe it was. And then Deanna Perrazzo and Madison Rain, where there was a scary spot where Madison did land on her head, but she was able to finish this match. Uh, didn't go much longer after that. Uh, very, very quick. Uh, she ended up tapping out and they called it a quits and that was it. Um then afterwards, we saw Tony Storm attack Deanna Perrazzo, and I'm looking forward to the match. Yes. Um, I don't know that either of these two matches were really a hit for me here tonight, mm-hmm. but, you know, it was what it was. Yeah, this is this kind of fell victim to what we were talking about earlier in the show of, like, they're still trying to figure out. We already got the match. We got the story. We got everything. There's these little in-between things of, like, well, what should we do this week? Let's have them wrestle each other back-to-back and blah, 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 and it's just like, I understand we should have them present. We should keep them on TV. But yeah, the matches weren't the anything to write home about. So it, it didn't feel like too much. Right. That's kind of how I felt too about that. So there you go. That was that. Um, I think we got everything on this show already. I didn't miss anything, did I? Uh, well, Osprey's going to be in Huntsville, Alabama next week. Next week. week. Yeah, next week. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that, man. It's going to be exciting. This is going to be our first time seeing Osprey as like a TV American wrestler. Like we're, it's starting, Denise. It's happening. Like he's here. They announced him for All In. He is uh, that revolution. He's going to be at Revolution. Yeah, like this is this is it. We're here. We're in here. It's good. Feels good. Feels good. We're in here. Feels good. Blue Chew, we're bringing it back again. Blue Chew code, Denise, guys. It's right there. The writing's on the wall, everybody. Y'all are making my job way too easy. Oh, man, guys. All right, everyone. That was our AEW Dynamite post show for today. Um, We appreciate you guys, as always, for coming in each and every single week to check us out. Um, So just a friendly reminder, next week we will be back, of course, to talk here. I'll be here on Tuesday to talk about NXT. Wednesday, of course, AEW Dynamite. And then I believe next week I will be here for SmackDown. I won't be here this Friday for SmackDown because I'm going to go to sleep early uh, to watch (laughs) the Elimination Chamber. Reg, are you you awake? Are you watching the Elimination Chamber at 2 a.m.? I already know the answer. I I should for my show. I have a show on Saturday morning like I should, but that sounds crazy, Denise. You have to, though. I told you my schedule, right? It's sick. It's a sick-ass schedule. Yeah, I don't know how you're doing it. Denise, is this show going to keep you awake? I God, I hope so, because then I need to keep three hours of energy for Busted Open. That's what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid like that- you can get through the show, but you got to get through the, the extra show. I'm just, like, afraid that I'm going to be, like, closing my <laughs> eyes and shit, and God, that's just going to be awful. 
it's gonna be oh, awful busted open yeah you can't do that i know <laughs> like during like the commercial breaks we have like three minutes of commercial but like the, if i just get like one little moment where i get to do a little of this i'm done <laughs> We so you're going to take a nap to prepare for it. So funny. Oh my God. Well, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to go to sleep at seven. Supposedly. Mm. That's the plan. Wow. Seven on a Friday, Reg. What kind of world are we living in? Going I sleep. hate that. Yeah. It feels weird. Like I'm not looking forward to that. But we're spoiled because all of our overseas homies are like, we deal with this every show. And we're like, no, we don't want to do it one time. I know we're spoiled <laughs> over here. All right. I've gotten used to this lifestyle. For example, you know, when you get a divorce, okay, at least here in the state of California, like, I, I don't, don't know, know how that. it works. I don't know how it works for all these other people or whatever, but in the state of California, I know a couple of couples that if you basically, how do I explain this? Okay. I'm just going to have to give the example that I know. Okay. <laughs> so I have a friend who is married for like 18 years with this woman, right? Mm hmm and they got a divorce. When they got the divorce, she claims that he got her used to a certain lifestyle. Oh, yeah. So literally, one of the things that he had to do was buy her a Disney pass for three years or so after their divorce, because he had gotten her used to that lifestyle. So what I'm saying here is they've gotten us used to this lifestyle of I watch these shows at 5 p.m. I don't know how you brought that back around, but you did it. <laughs> but In California, you get divorced and I'm used to luxury Disney passes. It's a but... thing. I'm not even kidding you guys. Ask around. I swear to God, like you could literally be like, for example, like let's say you're in a, in a couple, right? And you get divorced mm -hmm. and let's say... I don't know that the man paid for everything, right? You could literally be like, oh, well, he got me used to that lifestyle. So then all of a sudden your ass gets alimony because you were used to that lifestyle. That's like a thing in California. Yeah, and now that's how you brought that all the way back around to say, we're used to watching our pay-per-views at 5 p.m. because we live in California, you freaks. When Thank our pay-per-views are over, we can still have a whole night of fun after that. That's what we're used to. We're not used to going to sleep and waking up early. I feel like I got divorced from WWE and didn't get alimony. Damn, I really honestly feel like that. <laughs> Stefan says that makes no sense. It makes sense to me. It makes sense to me. Mm. All right, guys. Yeah. Reg, what do you have going on? Didn't we have a super chat? I think one more super chat before we're going. Oh, thank you so much. Um, we did actually. Um, Mike T90K says, can't wait for the Bluetooth <laughs> review from Reg. Like maybe don't read the super chat after you've just read it. <laughs> But yeah, I can't wait either. Let me get my blue chew in the mail and I'll come on here with the, a, a very advanced, explicit review. Oh boy. Oh boy. I feel like I'm gonna have to cover my eyes for that. And or my ears. ears. My oh, eyes and my ears. Just turn your camera off when it happens, I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Reg, what do you have going on? Um, nothing. I'm just podcasting regular. Uh, definitely check out Indeed. We had a really good podcast today with Janai Kai and Brooke Valentine talking independent wrestling, black independent women's wrestling specifically. Uh, every Wednesday, I'm on with Denise. Tomorrow, I'm on with Kate for the Ring of Honor post show. Friday, there's nothing. Saturday, I'll be up early talking this show that I'm not going to watch. Yeah, but you know what? At least you ain't going to be up at 2 a.m. That's true. I might have to, though. I mean, I have to talk about it. You should do it, Reg. I can't be the only California media person yeah. doing this. Are you doing a watch along? Oh, fudge. No, <laughs> no way. I was thinking about it. I was and some people were trying to convince me like on chats and stuff and tweets and everything. But here's my fear, though, is that when I do watch alongs, like I don't just sit there. I talk to people. Right. I high energy. I engage. Right. I can't do that the whole entire show at that hour. And then do it for three hours afterwards. Uh, I keep forgetting about the after three hours part. That's very important. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So I'm going to use this time to like be miserable and then <laughs> get some energy for the show. And I've been thinking about this too. This has been my biggest concern besides me falling asleep at seven is what should I eat when I wake up? Because here's the thing. I'm going to wake up at like one in the morning, right? Like almost two. That's munchies hour. But for me, it's going to be breakfast. 
<laughs> oh, because you have to stay up. You got to essentially stay up from like two until it's time. To right. Be up. So do I get Munchies food? Like, do I get myself some chicken strips and fries? Or do I get some breakfast? <laughs> chicken strips and fries. Denise, drink some coffee, girl. What are you talking about? <laughs> I could have coffee and chicken strips and fries. <laughs> but real talk, guys. Where are you going to get them at? It's 1 a.m. What do I eat at that hour? Mm, you see, the, the, there you go. So you're saying talk about. Mm -hmm. But then you're going to have to use the bathroom in the middle. So That's fine. I can go to the bathroom during the show. Oh, that's true. Yeah. But Taco Bell doesn't give me the runs. It doesn't? No. Bro, I'm Mexican. I'm used to eating spicy and I love junk food. Are you kidding yeah, me? No, you're right. you're I have right. spent 31 years of my life being I mean, able to eat anything. Yeah, I've seen all my friends eat hot Cheetos and then dump extra hot stuff on top of the hot Does Cheetos. It's not based yeah. this body yeah, right, right here. Yeah, man. I know. I don't know why I disrespected all my Mexican homies. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot about your game. I forgot about your game. I'm, I can eat Taco Bell and continue on with my day like nothing. Right. Anyways, <laughs> you see everybody's giving me different suggestions. Some people are saying breakfast. Some people are saying Jack in the Box cereal. Um, Munchy meal. Get you some. Some I love Chalupa. Chalupas, by the mm -hmm. way, from talk from Taco Bell. I love yeah, Chalupa them. Chalupa slap. Also, oh, that's my dream sponsorship. So if Taco Bell ever wants to hit me up, I'm here. All right, Amir F says drink coffee like TK. Yeah, if anybody stays up as your homie TK, always with the coffee cup. <laughs> for reals, for reals. All right, guys, that's it. That's it for us today. Thank you guys so much, as always, for the love and the support. And we'll catch you guys here later. Bye, everyone.